Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. The NCAA tournament is the star. It's not the teams. It's not the individuals. Because nobody knows any of these. Nobody knows anybody. The average college basketball fan doesn't know anybody who plays on Virginia, doesn't no. know anybody who plays on Maryland-Baltimore County. No, now, in the end, it was, know anybody, like, this anybody. whole season was about the the scandals. And then once the people got to fill out a bracket, suddenly, yeah, but oh. regular. But you, you, know, you know maybe five players? Handful of guys. That's all they can players? sell. Sure. That's it. That's all. It's Trey Young, and you knew Grayson Allen because he's been notorious for the last right. few years, and Marvin Bagley is big, and then you hear DeAndre Ayton's name enough over the... A lot over the last over month. Over the whole big wiretap, yeah. you know who he is. But by and large, nobody knows who these kids are. It's like I said last night. Never That's why every college basketball analyst that you will ever hear, whenever you ask them about a team, the first thing they do is list the players. Why? Because... They know them, and nobody else does. Hey, why was Syracuse able to win tonight? Well, tonight they got a big night from O'Shea Brissett. He scored 13. Marek Dolezal, who's, who's been a guy that's found his offense lately on a night where Frank Howard and Tyus Battle couldn't score, and, and Pascal Chuku had eight points and ten re- It's like, well, in no other sport do you have that. In no other sport, because everybody knows the other players. If you ask me, hey, can the Patriots win the Super Bowl, 
I sound like an idiot if I go, well, with Tom Brady, a quarterback, and, you know, throwing him a talented group of wide receivers, and Brandon Cooks has been very good. I sound like a lunatic. Like, no, you oh, just well, say, as long as Brady's standing I, upright. You know, it's, it's, it's a, what about the Yankees? Well, the Yankees, you have Aaron Judge is really good. Giancarlo Stanton is very good. <laughs> Didi Gregorius is really good. It's like, you're just going to name the place, but that's why. Analysts have to do because nobody knows. And the thing is, nobody cares. Nobody cares that it was Virginia that lost tonight. It could have been Virginia. It could have been anybody else. Could have been Villanova. Could have been Xavier. Doesn't matter. It was a 16 beating a 1. It was Maryland-Baltimore County winning. It doesn't matter. It could have been Albany. It could have been Mercer. It could have been Long Beach State. Could have been any 16. It doesn't matter. A 16 beat a 1. And that's what the NCAA tournament has that no other tournament has. As long as you have the upsets, the teams are irrelevant. They're absolutely irrelevant. Yes, you want to see the names like Duke and North Carolina and the Blue Bloods as you get further on in the tournament because Mike Krzyzewski is a star coach. Look, Bayheim's as big a star coach as anybody in college hoops. John Calipari, you want to see these teams, and you like seeing those, but really it doesn't matter. It could be any 16 beating anyone, and the excitement would be just the same. People think that's a bad thing, but that shows you that you have maybe the healthiest sport on the planet where the players are irrelevant and the teams are irrelevant. Even the NFL, where we thought for the longest time, well, you know what, the NFL is is bulletproof. It doesn't matter because the name on the front of the jersey, more important than the name on the back. But no, the NBA decided we're going to shove individual stars down your throat until you realize we are a star-driven society. And now we are a star-driven society. More stars in the NBA than in the NFL. The NFL struggles. They only have five or six true stars in the league. And this is why you're seeing many of the, much of the popularity eroding a little bit because they don't have those stars. But college basketball doesn't have them, doesn't need them, and will never need them because the game and the tournament is the star. It's like American Idol. You know, American Idol say, oh, you know, the judges are big and people tune in to see Paula and, and, and of course, they want to see what, what Simon has to say and Randy Jackson just calling everybody dog. But you know what? They've gone through different iterations of judges, and the show was still incredibly popular for 15 years. And then when Fox decided no, ABC says they brought it back, and the ratings were phenomenal for it. It doesn't matter who the judges are. The show is the star. The NCAA tournament and the NCAA season is the star. This is the last of the true bulletproof sports. Well, that's just it. Is that you know even the NFL? I, I'll quibble with some of the numbers and you know a little bit of funny business and the way people are trying to parse through data and to try to make their points but when we look at the NCAA it's not about the individual players and it hasn't been for a long time between one and duns and even on teams that are led by juniors and seniors and that used to be duke Back in the day, it was still all about coach K, it's about Izzo, it's about Calipari, it's all about you know where they're at trying to chase the ghost of John Wooden. We talked about it earlier in the week, Steve Alford and the the challenges of trying to coach at Westwood. It's the same thing for everybody else on the NCAA coaching carousel is that they're still trying to chase that greatness and we're always measuring what they do. How many times are they eliminated in the first round or in the first weekend? That that's Those are the stories that carry through. Individual players... Nobody's going to remember Lyles. Nobody's no. going to remember no. any of that. I mean, obviously, in Baltimore, he's now a hero and he'll never have to pay for a meal or a drink again. But beyond that, 
you know, it, it goes into one shining moment. It becomes something of NCAA lore. That one shining moment. Thank you. But it really, over the over time, it's the first weekend of brackets. It's a, about everybody in that collective gasp and sigh uh, of what happened to their bracket and crying about that for the moment before realizing everybody else is probably screwed too. And then they get back to the excitement of seeing something historic. And then you're hoping that there isn't a colossal failure in the next round or two rounds hence because you got the colossal upsets because we enjoy them in the moment, right? And and I'm talking about the collective we as the basketball-watching society. But then if it, it ends up becoming in the next round or two rounds later a 30-point burial and a cakewalk for another team, then you say, well, you, you, you reap what you sow. You had your excitement, and now the tournament's kind of blown up in a particular region because of it. But for the moment, we celebrate the fact that we got to see history here on a Friday night and the NCAA tournament, you know, we we celebrate the retriever. I'll tell you what, you know, there's certain times, I mean, I've been doing this now for a long time. You know, this is on and off since 2003 full-time. The first six years at ESPN, then I went for NFL Network for TV, and then I came back to Fox, and this is my fourth year at Fox, Now I do, and I do TV for DirecTV. And there are very few times where I remember vivid, vivid memories of being on the air for an event. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of times with ESPN, of course, I was on late at night, but I was still on at the end of regular season games and sure. the NBA, you know, and, and I remember some of that. But I'll tell you what, the three things I remember the most right now are all three things that happened at Fox. Alex Gordon's triple. In the final inning of the sure. World Series where it could have been a home run and they didn't send him. That moment was so incredibly exciting. You and I are jumping up and down in our studio. Send him, send him, send him. They didn't send him. And Bumgarner gets the final out. Kobe's final game, hitting the threes, hitting the shots at the end. We were insane. Well, but the the number, you know, for those that don't know, I mean, we are in Los Angeles. So yeah. a lot of homegrown Folks working around here, you're New York, I'm Chicago, but some of our, our guys in, in the editing team that help get you the sound, production staff, I mean, just the people running up and down the hallways like like they were kids. Oh, I mean, it was, was just yeah. amazing, the fandom and, and just that outpouring, because it started terribly. Yeah, it's 0 oh, for 5, 0 for 5 like, and, oh, and we're having man. them cut all the misses this is gonna as stink. well, going, wow, <laughs> we're going to have drops of... All right, that's his sixth, and and then he went on fire. And I remember seeing the tweets for Kobe was at two million. Yeah, I mean, and you think when you see Twitter now, you see when when there's like three hundred thousand tweets or something, that's a really big deal because you see things trending now sometimes with five thousand tweets on it or eight thousand. Sure, Kobe was at two bleeping million, and the third I will always remember being on the air the first time a sixteen beat a one for the rest of my life. For the rest of my life, first time sixteen beat a one. Yes, Mike Harmon was wearing orange shorts. We had pizza. And Brianna, our intern, went to go get it. And Syracuse won the same. I'll remember all of that stuff. Watching it happen in front of me, it was a slow belief that you were seeing a 16 beat a 1. It was absolutely incredible. It was glorious. Mm. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Joining us now on the hotline, a man who has to edit his Wikipedia page and instead of 
play-by-play voice of the UMBC Retrievers being on line 10. That's got to be moved up to line one. It is Gary Stein joining us now, the voice of the UMBC Retrievers. Gary, if you are still sober right now, I'm really disappointed in you. (laughs) Well, I certainly hate to disappoint you guys, but I am. (laughs) But you know what? It's funny that you talk about those things because I called that UMBC-Albany game when they lost by 45 points or whatever the hell it was, and there's no way possible that this team is that same team. Let me just tell you that. Unbelievable. What is it? So what is it that we saw great guard play tonight, and, and Lyles was fantastic. Oh, by the way, his dad played for the Jets for four years. Sure, Jets. i got to have right, a tie exactly. to the Jets. Get yeah. the Jets. Well, I'm a big Jets fan, so anytime I get the Jets in. But what, what was it with this team tonight? You know, I've never seen him play better than tonight, really. And it's it goes all credit to Ryan Odom because Ryan Odom came in. And I don't even know if you, if you guys know the story of UMBC over the last seven years, and we can talk about that in a minute. But Ryan Odom came in two years ago, son of Dave, uh, Dave, Dave Odom, and he completely changed the culture of this program. They almost overnight, instantly, went from a losing program, and I'm talking about historic losing program, like seven straight 20-loss seasons, like worst out of 365 Division I teams, and I'm not joking, okay, to a point now where they've won back-to-back 20-win seasons for the first time in school history, and he's completely changed the tenor of the program, and he's really changed the tenor of the university and how it looks at sports. Because you said it before, it's a commuter school. They barely have anybody go to the games. Nobody cares. But now they care. And it's all because of Brian Odom and what he's brought to that program. You know, I got to say one thing here, because this is one thing where everybody's learning about UMBC. I saw that U.S. News and World Report has had UMBC <laughs> as the number one up-and-coming school of the past six years. At some point, aren't you overrated if you don't make it past <laughs> up-and-coming for six straight years? I mean, really, if you're number one for six years, or eventually you're overrated. I don't know how they come up with those ratings. I've seen those ratings, okay? And I, I say the same thing, like, what, again? We're still up and coming? I'll tell you what, though. After this win and what goes on on, on campus and everybody getting uh, into that 5,000-seat arena, uh, they're going year seven, right? Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. this gets them over again. Hey, and you know what? Let me tell you something about that 5,000-seat arena. That five, and I've called games there, too, obviously. That 5,000-seat arena. And it was filled for the first couple of nights. Sounds like a twenty-five thousand seat arena. I mean, the fa- and I don't maybe in the reverberations or the acoustics or whatever. I don't know how they built it, but that place is loud, and it got loud this year. You have to call Jonathan Shake and Kathleen Turner, who both went to UMBC, and get them to donate more <laughs> money so you can have a bigger stadium. <laughs> let, let me tell you something. I do the play-by-play with John Feinstein, okay? I can barely get a word in it. <laughs> I, think, I think he's already called them. <laughs> hey, how often, all right, in a broadcast, how often does John Feinstein bring up a book he's written? How, how oh often? Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? There's, there's, like, not even a game being broadcast. It's all about it. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> a game? What game? <laughs> Gary Stein on the hotline with his UM- <laughs> UMBC. Now, Jason's turning purple. He's laughing so hard. Gary Stein on the No, because I can see Gary Stein say, boy, they're bringing in an army here. And, you know, I, hang on, Gary. You know, I wrote the Army-Navy book, A Year in the Rivalry, back <laughs> in 1995. Mike you told me a story. When he played for Bobby Knight, how many times have I heard this thing already? It's ridiculous. <laughs> That's, that's like, a drinking John, game that goes sideways. We all know. Everybody who listens knows. 
So take me into Coach Odom a little bit as to, you know, in two years that he's able to get back-to-back 20-win seasons, but to, to get this level of buy-in and get them to peak at this point in the, in the season. It's, it's, you know, you talked about the miracle on ice. This is the college basketball miracle. He is just such an even-keeled uh, guy. He, he, I'll never forget this. I think, you know what, it may have been in the second game against Albany, because remember, they lost that first one, 84-39, mm-hmm. and then they came back and beat them 68-60. In that, I think it was in that Albany game, at a key juncture in the game, they were down by nine in the second half. Our sideline reporter, Paul, Paul Mittermeier, standing by, you know, by the UMBC bench, tells us it was like four or five minutes left in the game. They're still trailing by four, and it's a big game. There's a big crowd there. And, and he said, guys, I just want to tell you, the, the message that Ryan Odom imparted to his team was, hey, where else would you rather be? Let's have fun and play loose. And that's exactly the attitude, that's exactly the tenor of what he's brought to them. You know, look, they know they're not as good as Virginia. They know if they play Virginia, they're probably going to lose 98 out of 100 times, if not more. Okay? But that doesn't mean they couldn't beat them tonight. And that's the kind of attitude that Ryan Odom brought. He's just he's a stellar guy, and it comes from his dad and his mom. His mom is even better than his dad. And they're just a great family, and it's just he's, it's really a sports miracle what what he's done. Yeah. Next time you see Coach Odom, you tell him this, and I I just want like a third percent of the profits when they make the sixteen over one the UMBC story. Jason Sudeikis will play him in the movie. It, you know what? That's a great call, by the way. That, you like that? Yeah, doppelganger all the way. Absolutely. And let me tell you, if they could make a movie out of Hoosiers. They can make a movie out of UMBC. Yeah, but they would have to fake the end because it was such a blowout. Like, all, like there's no drama at the end. You know? I mean, yeah, well, they would have to take creative license with it, right? Yeah. Wait, I remember this game. This didn't come down to the final there was, second. Uh, there was fighting in, in, on the bench. There was, there was no little boy in the hospital that needed a shot made for him. I don't remember this at all. I think they won by 20. You know what? It's funny you mentioned the bench, okay? Because, look, some of, most of those guys on the bench, they don't ever play. Okay, guys like Josh Rosario, Brandon Horvath, they, ne- they never get into the game, okay? But I don't know if you notice this or not, okay, but the bench actually plays a major role in UMBC success. I have never seen a team that is as close as this team from Jarris Lyles, the number one guy, all the way down to the 15th guy on the bench. They, they absolutely love each other. They play for each other. Their practices are spirited and hard. It doesn't matter what role you play on the team if you never get into the game you still you still have a role and that is to support your teammates on the bench at what point doing the game tonight did it really creep into your head that you know what this could actually happen at seven points with about 16 minutes left and virginia couldn't make a shot when their guy went over 13 from downtown before he finally hit one i think by the time you got to eight or nine you're like you know what this is real this can actually happen here tonight. Because at the same time that they weren't making anything, Lyles was making everything. I mean, he would just, I mean, look, I've seen him. So I know, I know these prayers that he throws up, they're actually not prayers, okay? <laughs> but, they, but they look like prayers. But they're actually Jarris Lyles shots. By the way, every three-pointer, I don't know if you guys noticed, every three-pointer basically hits the ceiling and then comes down. We call them rainmakers, okay? <laughs> he, his jump shots are higher than Robert Parrish's free throws used to be. <laughs> but they go in. All right, so as this game's coming down to the wire, are you sitting there with a piece of scratch paper trying to come up with the one-liner as to how to best encapsulate what you've just seen? 
I, you know what? It's it, it was all delirium. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't even remember to, to, to be honest with you. But I'm, but we're definitely going to be ready for Sunday. Because <laughs> I'm expecting you to go first. We had Cal Ripken, then we had the Wire, and now Maryland Baltimore County wins. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! You've got wait. You've got to put Michael Phelps in there somewhere. Oh yeah, sorry, Michael Phelps. Yes, yes. We'll put my. It was, yeah, he okay. beat that shark. Yeah, and right. then he went. To yeah. Michael Phelps beat a shark. UMBC beats another shark. <laughs> Oh my God! Oh, un- this is—it's uh, unbelievable. Look, and I'm seeing pictures. See, people have picked up on Kathleen yeah. Turner. Now they're listening to us, and now I'm seeing pictures of Cat—I mean, good pictures of Kathleen Turner on TV in front of me. This is oh this my is amazing. God, that's ridiculous. Oh, Gary Stein, play-by-play voice of the UMBC Retrievers, as well as many other big things he does. I mean, he's got stuff with Maryland Terrapins. He's got the Baltimore Blast. He's got a lot of stuff. He's got his own radio show. But play-by-play man of the UMBC Retrievers. I love Wikipedia, my friend. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for coming on. And, And when you guys win Sunday, we'll get you on to preview the game against Buffalo. I can't wait. 15 to get to 13. Here we go. There we go. Let's get it. Have a great night, Gary. Appreciate it, my friend. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. You want to know why UMBC was able to beat Virginia tonight? We've seen games before where higher-seeded teams have trouble with lower-seeded teams. Number one is Virginia's style of play offensively. They have an identity, and their identity is not scoring a lot of points. All right, They score 68 points a game, which is tied for 308th out of 351 Division I teams. They score as many points in a game as Syracuse, and Syracuse can't score at all this year. Not at all, and Syracuse is moving on. But when you're down 15, there's many teams. If you're Kentucky or Duke or North Carolina – Villanova, any of these big blue blood teams now that are out there, they can go on runs. We're going to press, we're going to hit threes, and we're going to get up and down the floor, and suddenly your 12-15 point lead when we get serious and you get jittery is going to take you down to suddenly it's a five-point game, and you're going to wonder what just happened, and maybe the good times are over. But when you can't score... And Virginia can't score because their style of play is they bring the ball up the floor, they do it deliberately, they don't fast break. You can't just suddenly say, now we got to score in buckets. Can't do it. You can't score in buckets just because you're the better team. That's not your style of play. We watched them come up the floor in the second half and exclusively shoot three after three after three, and it didn't work. It absolutely didn't work because that's not their game. When they were down 15 with 10 minutes left, that's when I said, this is happening because we talked about it on the air. I said, dude, this can happen because Virginia, this is not their game. They play great defensively, and they could, you know, they could press and get turnovers, but they're not a team that can fill it up. And they would have needed to go on a run unlike any they've ever had to score. So that's why that 15 point lead looked like 30, because that's not their style well, of play. Well, and that was it. You had the Im- impressive work of the, the guards for the retrievers. I, I just like saying the retrievers. That even when there was a steal, right, and the pressure was there, a couple of times where you'd actually have Virginia players ripping the ball directly out of the hands of the guards (laughs) as they're trying to bring it up. I'm going to take this, and they dunk. It wouldn't turn into a run. 
right? It wasn't two or three turnovers. It wasn't a pass out of bounds trying to sail it over the top and throwing an errant pass. It They kept their composure. As much as we joke about the Will Ferrell, old school, we got to keep our composure, banging lockers, whatever. Here was a team that never lost sight of what they were doing and never got intimidated by the rank and the reputation of the the other team. I mean, you're looking at, for the year, 182nd in field goal percentage, 102nd in points scored, and 200th in total rebounds, and they win by 20. Just going away. I got a, I got a good uh, tweet that went out I think you'd appreciate related to this team. Go ahead, buddy. Ready? From the St. Paul Saints. Wow. You know, they okay. like... They like promotions. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that's else. all they do. They don't even have a team. They just do promotions. But this I mean, is great. I don't even think they play games there. It's there you just, go. hey, the St. Paul Saints. We don't have a billion dollars like Warren Buffett. But our GM, Derek Scherer, has gone mad. You know, Bill Murray's still a part owner. The Saints are give away ten grand if a 16 beats a one seed March Madness 2018. All you have to do is retweet this to enter, and we'll choose one if it happens. And then an hour ago, they now that this tweet is blowing up, are we supposed to reply with a link to a mixtape or something? It has now been retweeted over 13,250 wow. times. Wow, well, I want to get in there. Everybody wants in if they're trying try to, to get in. Retweet, retweet, retweet. There was no deadline retweet. on this, so whenever you get in and they get around to picking it, I it would appear. You know, the other reason, too, is this, is because, and I, I remember this always, Steve Lavin mm-hmm. said this to me 10 years ago. I used to interview Steve Lavin on ESPN all the time, and I'd have him on, and we'd talk in March. I would say, why do you like this team? He would say, they have a couple of good guards. Oh, they have a really good point guard. They have a really good shooting guard. He's a guard, guard, guard. Ever since then, anytime you look for an upset, you realize teams with guards can do it because you hear it all the time. They handle the ball all the time. If they're good, if they get hot, it's hard for other teams to shut them down. Well, tonight, you saw UMBC, Jarris Lyles, who, oh, by the way, his dad was Lester Lyles, still Lester Lyles, who played (laughs) four years for the Jets back in the 80s. Also played at Virginia. Mom and dad, Virginia grads. Yeah, it doesn't matter, but he played for the Jets. It's kind of funny, though. It's kind of funny, but he played for the Jets. I mean, so I know. Everybody's putting up the pictures of his trading card. I just did that, too, buddy. I found a Lester Lyles card. Uh, you look at Lyles and Mora combined in a 74-54 game. They went 12 for 17 from the floor, 5 out of 7 from three-point range, 9-11 free throws. They combined for seven rebounds, six assists, two steals, and 38 points. Lyles had the big game. Obviously, he had 28. But this was what they got out of their backcourt tonight. They even they even, Look, even, even coming off the bench tonight – they had Jordan Grant, a senior, who was able to score eight points, three out of six from the floor. He made a couple of threes. So you look at what they got out of their guards tonight. Right. They're three guards. You're talking about 46 points. I mean, more than half the points came from their three guards because these are the guys that control games, and you watch this unfold. There was never a moment where you thought Lyles was going to throw the ball away or it was going to get too yep. tough for them. They were able to get through Virginia's press when you have guards. You can win, and there's your two. You want to be smarter tomorrow and say, hey, you know why this happened? Take it, steal it, use it as your own. Everybody else does. Take it, use it as your own. Virginia doesn't score. Guard play is so important. This is all you had right here. Never threatened. You got to 12, and because you had veterans handling the ball, took care of business, never had that one run, and even let that door crack open to give Virginia a chance. Tony Bennett and company still reeling from this one. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander, or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's beyond zero vision for the future. Exactly. How much coffee have you had this morning? Oh, oh. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.